If you love tossing dice, making notes on your character sheet, and you may or may not have tried to bribe your game master, maybe this is a podcast for you. You're listening to Sounds Like Row, an RPG podcast. And now, let's begin. Hi, everyone. This is Dread here. Uh, I hope that you're happy to listen to me again after this long pause of one week. Well... There, there hasn't been any pause, but anyway. Okay, so welcome to this second season that will have a different subject or topic, general topic, at least. Uh, this is a new season, and, and now each episode will not be only about specific subjects like during the first one. Mm, I think the first season ended up being some something like, like a YouTube channel, in which each episode was like just some observations and suggestions regarding very specific topics, almost like a, a how-to channel or something. But luckily, a couple of friends of mine suggested me to speak more broad, broadly broadly about some about more large topics, more bigger topics, in order to offer a more fun podcast with more opportunities of giving some useful insights here and there. And also, I've been listening to some other podcasts, more critically now, and I noticed something. There is no a specific trend of which is the deal, ideal length of each episode. So instead of trying to figure out how, to, how long each episode should be, uh, looking at industry charts and stuff like that, I'll just not pay attention to that, but only to the content of each new one. So if the content is super interesting and fun, maybe the episode will be longer, or, well, if the topic is more straightforward, for example, or and short in minutes, regardless how interesting or useful it is, maybe that episode will be shorter. Although, as more listeners find this little space, maybe some of you will have better ideas and give me some advice, I hope. That will be very fun, very nice. Because at the end... You are the ones that receive this content. Uh, you know better than better than anyone how long a podcast episode about tabletop role-playing games should be. Now, I'll okay. I will stop wasting your time and, and let's start with this thing called sounds like roll. Okay. Um, in this particular episode, I would like to talk about something that is happening right now. And yes, it's exactly what you're thinking of right now about quarantine, <laughs> worldwide pandemics and staying at home and maybe playing some RPGs via video conference or something like that. Now, yes, I know that the title sounds very confrontational, but it's nicer than you think. I'm not asking if online uh, pen and paper RPG sessions exist or not, or if those are important or not, but actually I'm asking if if this thing is something that could become more and more popular, and I think I think not, <laughs> but still, and if I could eventually replace traditional role-playing games with you and your friends sitting around a table, uh, and as I mentioned before, probably I'll be talking. I will be talking about more stuff, but that's the thing today. <laughs> Interesting, huh? <laughs> okay, so. Lately, I mean, during this past month, no, past week, I would say, I've been seeing a big change in the conversations you can see in RPGs-related Facebook groups. I mean, before, like months before, you could find you could find several discussions about game systems, uh, settings, about I don't know, 
new releases, about anecdotes in RPG sessions and stuff like that. Uh, but lately, and for, I would say, obvious reasons, <laughs> there has been a lot of discussions about Discord, about, uh, what's the name of it, Roll20, and about everything related to playing RPGs via internet. And before starting to dig up some ideas or observations about them, I have to say something. Before this, this situation, I've never ever played or playing games via internet, online. I mean, I have played like online video games classified as RPGs, but yeah, we know those are just based on the tabletop or playing game experience. So, I wouldn't even dare to say that video games RPGs are, and usual pen and paper RPGs are the same in any way. So, yeah. The thing is that I played my first pen and paper RPG via internet, uh, like, a few weeks ago. Uh, actually, before all of this worldwide catastrophe started. And it was a Night Witches game. I really, really, really wanted to try that game at least once. And I only knew one person that was a GM of that game. And she was not only the only one I knew, but a very good GM too. So she was my only and best option. But as you may know, I left my home country some months ago. And here, where I am right now, there isn't any store or club related to RPGs. This is kind of a virgin ground for this hobby, so... Well, it is interesting thinking about some about starting something, but at the same time, it is not good for me if I want to actually play something in, in the short term. So, I, I saw her announcement of this Night Witches game that she would GM a couple of days later. I sent her a message, and he, she was very glad that I wanted to join her game, as, because she knew that I didn't want to try... <laughs> online traditional pen and paper operating games before. So a few days passed and there I was in front of my newly created Discord account and my recording equipment plugged to my plugged to my laptop. Well, maybe uh, like a mixing table and a big gas condenser microphone was kind of an, an overkill, but that is actually what I have. So yeah, I was the player I was the player with the best sounding microphone in the group. Uh, funny thing was that I, it was a voice-only session. Nobody was using any camera or anything. And you know what? That wasn't bad or anything. I didn't feel that something was missing, like, in general. And, I mean, yes, it, it wasn't the same as the sitting around a table experience, but it was nice, though. This is what I think is different, starting with the bad things, so I can end up with the nice things about it. First... And the most obvious part is that I felt kind of lonely. <laughs> I mean, I was alone in my bedroom talking to a laptop. Uh, so I actually felt that the in-person interaction was missing, like, a lot. And second of all, the voice over internet is still not perfect. So it was some, there was some kind of delay every time someone was speaking. You know, when you're talking via Skype or Hangouts or GTMeet or some, some, with someone, and you're both like, so I was saying that, uh, and you you just speak in top of the other person, and you say, oh, I'm sorry, you were saying something, and the other person say, no, no, go, go on, go on. Because you're constantly and accidentally interrupting the other person because of this delay. So the conversation is never totally fluid. So that was a thing, too. But... 
you know what? I think that is all about it. I mean, there's also good things about it. For example, with the alternative of playing RPGs via internet, now it's extremely easy to join a table right away. So although it's not the same, and I think you and me could agree on that, it is an option and an unacceptable one. But there's something that I still cannot decide, and maybe you can help me out with this one. So this is it. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about new players, because in the in the last episode that was actually the about from the first season, the season finale, I was talking how about how many new players there are. And there are many, many, many new players. In my home country, for example, in the past age of RPGs, there was only one or two RPG special, specialized stores in my city. And in the whole country, maybe four, five tops. Uh, and now there are like at least one or two in each region. And there are RPG clubs or Facebook groups in almost every single region and major city. And just in Facebook, you can see in the general or like in interregional groups, at least, I don't know, 10 posts per day of people looking for groups to start playing RPGs. And that is insane. That is a lot. So there is many people wanting to start playing RPGs. Now, a few days ago, I think on Thursday, I'm not sure, I was talking with a friend of mine that is now preparing a game to GM online with Roll20, Roll20, and I was, actually I was streaming in Twitch, just chilling, watching memes, memes and stuff, and many of the people participating in the chat started to show some interest, interest in trying RPGs, because what, the things we were talking with my friend, obviously, uh, by the way, my friend was there too, talking with everyone else in the chat, so, uh, and there was this guy that started to ask how could he start playing, and we gave them the, the usual two options, like, go to the store, that store, or this particular store down, downtown where I used to go, uh, because there they always had like eight or ten running games in different tables, in different games, different days of the week, and there was always a space in more than one to receive new players, and there were always new tables starting new games, or find a group online. So I mentioned that my friend were starting a game of Shadow of the Demon Lord that I haven't played yet, so I will tell you how's that game in a few weeks. <laughs> but the thing is that we start a discussion discussion about what would be the, the best first option, or the best option for the first time, right? Um, the most quick one of doing an online game right away or going to a club or store and join a table, but having to wait some days or maybe a week or so to start. And regarding to that, inside this, this conversation, one vision was that because the in-person experience is unarguably the best one, he should have that experience first, so he can have a very nice experience right away. But the second vision was that if he played online and he liked it, liked it, at the time he would try a proper in-person pen and paper all-playing game, uh, he will be, like, delighted. <laughs> so, as you can see, it's not an easy choice. I mean, each one of those two options have its pros and cons, right? Now, obviously, there is more choices, like, for example, uh, I don't know, to get a manual or a starter kit and try it for yourself or himself, in this case, with some friends. 
But you know, that is not always an option. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have a group of friends interested in experimenting a tabletop game for the first time. Or maybe you're not sure if you will like it and you just want to see how it is. How it is. I don't know. I think I think you know what I mean, right? Um, this an, I think this is an endless debate. Or maybe it's not even a debate. Maybe just every single human being could have a different preferences regarding this. And you know what? Both options are fun anyway. And with both options, something could go wrong. <laughs> I mean... In every normal, traditional, in-person RPG, you can get yourself at a, at a table with a very bad GM. But in online RPGs, it's the same. <laughs> Actually, let me tell you something bad I experienced last week. <laughs> For real, last week, some days ago. Um, some people I knew invited me to an online game of some sort of indie game made by John Wick. Uh, I mean, the, the, the one of Seven C and Legends of the Five Rings, not the character in the Kenny Reeves movies. And very, and I mean, very long story short, it took to the GM three hours to make the players create their character sheets. Three hours. And the character sheet for that game had like five stats and some simple straightforward options to select, and that was it. That was one of those character sheets that if you know the game, you can fill this, the, the, the character sheet in like five minutes. But the group was, I think, a group of old friends maybe, and everybody was just fooling around and the GM didn't even make an effort to speed things up. Now, I've been playing RPGs for 20 years, give it a take, so I didn't conclude that RPGs were are boring or anything. Uh, oh, and the game itself was uh, like one hour, and I played in total like 30 seconds. I remember I described my character at the beginning, because, well, I had plenty of time to invent a, invent a very interesting character. And at some point, I had the opportunity to say something like, yes, I would like to go to that place. And that was it. The rest, the rest was just jokes between the players and some weird scenes where several NPCs were talking to themselves. <laughs> So my appreciation of RPGs wasn't changed for that by that. But think about this. What do you think would have happened if in my place were just a new player wanted to wanting to see what this tabletop role playing games is were about is about? What do you think he or she would have thought about it after that? <laughs> so yes, there's always a always a big risk of failure every time a new player tries RPGs for the first time. And that is why I devoted like two episodes, I think, to it in the first season. And if you haven't checked them out yet, I recommend you to listen to the last one. The one just behind this one you're listening right now. So I think, and want to be very clear about it, I think that making sure that we offer a nice and fun experience to new players is extremely important if we want people to know what really an RPG is. And by the way, you can send also your anecdotes or experience about inviting new players or about being a new player to me, so I can mention them in the next episode. <laughs> what do you think about that? Or you can send an email or you, you can leave a mess, leave me a message in Twitter or Instagram or in the fan page or wherever you want. Seriously, <laughs> that would be very fun. Uh, now, there's more about uh, there's more about it actually. There's an elephant in the room, and we should we should be thinking about this. 
And yes, this elephant is called, I don't know how you pronounce that in English, I think COVID-19 or COVID, I don't know, or coronavirus. Um, by the way, coronavirus is just a type of many different viruses, so it's actually more correct to refer to it as COVID-19. I will pronounce COVID in Spanish because I don't know how to pronounce it in English. And that stands for the coronavirus disease that started in 2019. Okay, so the thing is that uh, all of how we live our lives has changed from one way to another. And that's something we cannot deny or try to forget about it. Uh, like, the world has changed, and we're changing with it. Maybe, and being optimistic about it, this quarantine is just for, I don't know, let's see, two more months. Uh, but after that, after that, we don't really know what will happen. I mean, the like the owners of big companies and millionaire businessmen are trying to to convince us that there's a super catastrophic economic crisis coming up coming up but well they are always trying to spread terror about everything so i don't trust them very much actually i mean after the curve start to decline and we can start to slowly get back to our previous or or new lights, <laughs> there will be no more world pandemics stopping the economy, so every single company will have all of their markets opened again. So I personally doubt that a catastrophic world economic recession or crisis, um, crisis is really coming up. I think that they spread that fear so they can justify asking governments for money to keep their companies together without making real efforts about it. But hey, I'm not even a business person myself, so this is just personal subjective opinion, okay? Well, the thing is that everything is different now. And now, like during these weeks, getting together to play traditional in-person tabletop role-playing games is not an option. And if you're thinking that you're safe and there's no danger where you are, well, in Italy they were thinking like that and they didn't take enough precautions and look what happened. So I really, really hope that you're listening to this podcast from home, really. Well, unless that your employer is forcing you to go to work and that's something terrible that is happening everywhere, or unless that unless that you're listening to this episode after some weeks or months and months and everything is fine, um, in I mean, in your time period. But yeah, that's kind of obvious. <laughs> so this led us only with the option of playing online, right? Uh, like pen and paper or playing games, not not online RPG video games, because that's something totally different and it's not what this podcast is about, okay? Um, well, I, I love those games, but anyway. And actually, that's why I decided to start RPGs, start playing RPGs via internet now, because there's not many more options. I mean, it's the only options left, actually. <laughs> Are the only options, option, options, my God, options left. So that leads us to ask ourselves how can uh, or how we can make better games when playing online. And most of all, how to do it better to have a better experience. If we don't have much experience about it after all, I mean, I practically have no prior experience about it. So how can I give, give insights or advices about it? Well, maybe I just can't or maybe I just can make some reflections on this. The good thing is that this kind of forced new reality in RPGs give us some opportunities about it. Seriously. Like, now, think about this. Let's imagine that you just don't like playing tabletop role-playing games via internet. 
So what will you do during this period? Or what you have been doing during this period? Period. In my case, to put myself as a, just an, as an example, I've been working in, on two things related to RPGs, or three if you count this podcast as one, okay? Right, that, that's kind of obvious. Uh, first, I've been preparing a beginner's one-shot module for Vampire the Masquerade, the, the fifth edition, uh, one with different options to select during the game to adapt the experience to different types of groups, like more action-oriented or more uh, social-oriented people, and so on. Anyway, and also I've been working on an indie RPG project that I started last year, and I have been kind of lazy about the past months about it the past months. So there's tons of stuff you can do around RPGs during this period if you just don't want to play in front of a microphone. I mean, even make, making plans to, to start an RPG club, for example, and even even if you don't even end up doing it, doing it. That sounds weird, right? But it has some sense about it, trust me. <laughs> because every time you work on any type of project, even if it's just for fun, I would say that two, yeah, two things happen. First, you, and many times without even realizing it, start to develop several skills about uh, planning, about numbers, about describing stuff, about strategic thinking, and many, many, many times just by working on creating something, creating something, even if it is just making believe, like just for fun, uh, many, many new ideas appear in the process. <laughs> and that happens a lot. And in second place, time flies. When you work in a personal project about something you like, and that's why I say that you can even work in something that you don't really think you will actually do, you get so involved in that, that time really flies. With this RPG rulebook I'm working on right now, more than once I have found myself noticing the hour like at 5 o'clock in the morning. So I highly suggest you to keep track of the hour if you do that, <laughs> like using an alarm or at least or something. So, well, I wasn't thinking about going to that area, but, well, yes. Actually, you can play an online pen or paper RPG, but also you can take this hidden, 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 how do you pronounce it? Hidden, hidden, hidden opportunity to work on something related to RPGs. And with all the spare time that that some people are having right now, why not take the chance to end up having produced something interesting that would that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't been possible in normal circumstances? Uh, now, I'm going to another place and thinking about ideas of what to do during these strange times. Have you noticed another thing about RPGs fans in social networks? Have you noticed how much discussions and conversations there are every day in every single Facebook group? or subreddit in, well, Reddit. <laughs> and not just now, I mean, this is very, way more noticeable now. But not only now, you can also engage in very interesting idea-sharing discussions everywhere on the internet. And not only that, but you can also even create some other new ins instance. Like, for example, you could create like a Discord server and invite people to join and even just talk about something, some interesting subject about RPGs. And I could bet that there will be many people willing to join something like this. Just make sure that you find a way to create a safe environment. <laughs> because 
you know how the internet jungle is. You will find yourself encountering several different types of internet trolls or just plain stupid people. So that's something that you would have to find a way to deal with. But more than that, there are just many, many new opportunities to spend some time doing interesting stuff in internet about role-playing games to compensate the lack of actual in-person games. And mm, I'm thinking about something. I'm thinking that it could be it could be very interesting to talk about creating a new RPG in the next episode. What do you think? And it will be from the point of view of someone that's that is doing that for the first time. Maybe this season will be all about reflecting on different activities around RPGs. Yes, I like that. <laughs> okay, but back to this quarantine quarantine situation. I truly think that one, if one really actually have free time now, should spend this free time working on stuff. And you know why? Because when I, I mean in, in personal stuff, because when you have an actual day job where you have to go to an office. And, and I'm making marking that have to because I think that this quarantine is teaching us that many, many, like many jobs should have been from home since years ago, really. So if you have to go to an office because you need to, 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 to be in your work or job or because your boss is an asshole and <laughs> you actually have a lot of free time, I mean, you actually have a lot of free time. Because when you get back home, you don't have to think about anything job-related until it's time to, to sleep. In contrast, when you work as a freelancer or, or when you are, um, how do you say, like when you have like, like self-employed or employed or if you are an entrepreneur, you don't get to have those breaks. Trust me, <laughs> you are constantly thinking about your job day and night from Monday to Sunday. So when you have a day job, like as an employee, during the afternoon, you have free time to fall around and play video games and jump on your bed or anything. But it's not enough to work on something. Also because your bra brain is fried after seven or eight or nine hours of working. So you have time to waste fooling around, but not to work on personal projects, at least in a comfortable way, right? So actually now is a good time to spend working on interesting stuff. And you will have time to waste looking at the ceiling when you get back to the, your day job. Trust me in this one, seriously. I've been there several times switching between day jobs and, and my own company. Um, so yes, there is time to do stuff, to do fun stuff and to do productive stuff, just making sure that it's also fun. The thing is, What are you doing to really make something out of all of this forced free time? Now, let, let's reflect a little bit on, on another thing. Let's reflect a little bit on people. And yes, on people. Sounds weird, but I'm thinking about something. So listen to this. First, we already thought about personal preferences, right? About what type of game to propose to someone to play. And, and we also thought about taking care of players or even taking care of GMs and on one of the first episodes of the podcast. But what about taking care of people? And I'm talking about taking care of how people feel around us and how people feel playing RPGs with us. Everything related to having fun and and uh, having a, like a fun and a nice experience. But this is different when talking about online games or at the distance stuff, right? 
Like, if you're playing an RPG session via Discord or, or Jitsi Meet or even Skype or, or any specialized platform like Roll20 or something like that, how can you make sure that everyone is in, in your group is having a good experience? Because, and just to, to put some examples here, you can't say something quietly to other player, just lowering, lowering your voice or getting close to him or her. Like, everything you say is heard by everyone. And personal messages, for example, via Telegram or WhatsApp, kind of affect a little bit of the flow of the game because people can notice when you stop talking and suddenly you are typing something on your keyboard. <laughs> or you can't really tell if someone is having fun or not unless this person tells you how he or she is doing. And because you can't see this person. And in general, everything you have to interact with the rest of the group is just your voice. And uh, nothing else. I mean, related to the social situation. Because, well, yes, I know. Regarding the game itself and the tools you have, sometimes there are some advantages in online RPGs because you can easily show images, automatically keep track of everything and so on. So uh, have you thought about that? Because, as I said, this thing about online pen and paper RPGs is something kind of new to me. But as you can tell now, even though I don't have any experience on that, it's still possible to reflect on it and have a moment to think about how to improve that instance, that, that experience, I mean. Um, you know what? Um, sometimes all of these subjects sounds like too much work or too much, how do I say it, philosophy. <laughs> when this, you could say, is only a game. It's only a tabletop game. But remember this. This it's a game, but it's a social game. And like in every other hobby, you can always find opportunities to improve the gaming experience. I mean, you can just play and don't even think about these kind of things. Um, that is true. Uh, even I have been playing without reflecting on anything for almost decades. <laughs> Actually, it's also very, very true that all of this is not even strictly necessary or obligatory, right? But you know what? When I talk about the experience, I'm really talking about it, about how much fun you actually have while playing. So yes, you could say that all of these reflections and ideas are in a way some additional effort, but the payback, <laughs> I think is absolutely convenient because the game experience turns out, turns out way more better, resulting in way more fun moments for you. So this is optional, but at least in relation with how much fun you have, I would say that, to that it's a totally recommended uh, brain activity to do, okay? So yeah, that, that was it. I, I think this episode was more of a, a meditative, no, not meditative, just reflecting on stuff, thinking about stuff. I think it's more interesting that way, or not. You, you tell me, because otherwise you can see, like, my opinion is that you can see YouTube channels, like the one of Seth Skoskowski. Oh, I, I forgot his last name again. That is very uh, instructive. Like, you can learn a lot of things. But I think a podcast is more about to reflect on stuff. So yeah, that was the first episode of this second season that I'm trying to improve the the flow of each one. And I think that the, the start of this episode was... Uh, I, I waste a lot of time talking about the seasons and stuff. So I'm sorry. The next episode, I will think I, I will start right away. 
So remember that you can subscribe to this podcast in any platform like Spotify, iTunes. No, no, it's not iTunes. iTunes actually, the, the name was changed to Apple Podcast. And well, Stitcher, Play, Play FM, iHeartRadio, and a lot of more, more platforms. You can find them in soundslikeroll.com. And if the one that you use is not listed on, on this list, or you can't find Sounds Like Roll in your favorite platform, tell me which one is it is, and I can man manage to, to add the podcast to that platform, okay? And you can follow the show in Facebook, in the fan page, Sounds Like Roll, or you can follow me in Instagram, uh, on Instagram as roll for dread or in Twitter as Dreadstein, and you can join the Telegram group at Sounds Like Roll Chat, And you can find Sounds Like Roll in Patreon. You can access to early access <laughs> to episodes or even to join me while I'm writing the next episode, like in a streaming with chat. And we, you can help me writing that. That will be very fun. And in the next episode, I that, that episode will be about how's the journey. I decided it like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Like, how's the journey to, to create an RPG? And what can you learn out of it? I mean, how much you get to understand of how RPGs work? <laughs> And even some beginner recommendations about it, okay? So, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this new episode. This is Dread speaking, and you've been listening to Sounds Like Roll, an RPG podcast. Until next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>